Slava Isus and Christ, glory to Jesus Christ. This is Christopher, the host of the Ukrainian Fire Chaplain Show. Welcome back to episode two in our series. As a reminder, I want you to check out our website, www.theufcshow.com. Go ahead and subscribe, support the show. Today, I've got a interesting episode that I wanted to really start our series with. I left you last week with the challenge to join me each time as we discuss life, death, and everything in between. And today we're going to be starting with probably one of the most traumatic events in American history, at least in my lifetime, and that is going to be September 11th. It's very dear to me, not only as a fireman, but it is also very dear to me as a uh, lay chaplain and a uh, practicing Catholic. One of the things that I recall in high school at the time was the tragedy, the overwhelming reality of evil, the undeniable presence of it. But one of the things that I never even discovered until years after entering the fire service was one of the unsung heroes, something that not only surprised me, but still surprises many, even in the public safety profession. Now, obviously, once I get into this story, you'll find that uh, this unsung hero was very well respected and very well known in New York. But outside of those circles and outside of people who have had previous exposure to this, he is often a forgotten figure. In some Catholic circles, he's controversial. Uh, I do not intend to defend everything that he ever did or ever didn't do or ever may have advanced or not. The purpose is not to get in here and to parse and evaluate this person, but to learn what good we can from aspects of his witness and his life. So who am I talking about? Well, before I get into this, I'd like to play some of the open records FDNY dispatch traffic from September 11th. And I want you guys to close your eyes and enter into this reality that hundreds of first responders were going into. Stick with me. I've got a couple of different clips, a few minutes in length, as we go back in time to that fateful day. Transmitted for the World Trade Center. 1060 for the World Trade Center. 
truck to Manhattan. Engine one out of Manhattan. Engine one out. It appears an airplane crashed into the World Trade Center. Test four. Third alarm been transmitted. Box eight oh eight seven. Third alarm transmitted. Box eight oh eight seven for one World Trade Center. Squad one eight to Manhattan. Squad one eight. Stick with me. We've got about two more one-minute clips left. Okay. Manhattan calling call for David. Call 
That is some pretty stilling radio traffic. It uh, still very difficult to listen to this day. Appreciate you guys sticking with me through through this so far. So, what am I trying to get at here? This was the world that people were running into. A world falling apart. A world with evil. A world with hopelessness. With people jumping to their deaths. And yet, there were still men and women running into this to help. So who is the unsung hero? You guys have stuck around quite a bit. Who am I getting at? Would you know who the first official casualty of September 11th was? Would you know who one of the 343 firemen that are memorialized on the sides of almost every fire truck in the United States to this day? Did you know that that person was a Catholic priest? That was shocking when I found that out. His name was Father Michael Judge. He is one of the 343 firemen that died on September 11th. And there is an absolutely amazing story to his life. There have been a number of books that have come out recently that have gone into his life, into some of his unclear and possibly controversial positions within the Catholic tradition. I'm not here to get into that. For the purpose of this show, what I would like to highlight is a deeply flawed individual, like we all are, who answered the call on that fateful day. So a little bit about Father Michael Judge. Who was he? Yes, he was a Roman Catholic priest, or as we in the East would call them, Latin Catholic priests. What, uh, what is his story? He was ordained in 1961, lived his life uh, as a, uh, a Franciscan friar. In, um, you know, early on into his priesthood, he, uh, within the first decade or so, uh, it's reported and, and understood that he actually was an alcoholic, um, although this was not apparent to a number of people. Uh, later, um, in the late 70s, uh, he joined and became a, a member of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, to to live the sober life uh, and use that to share his personal story um, to others with the same struggle or similar struggles. Uh, eventually, in the 1980s, he was uh, reassigned and um, moved from Jersey, I believe, to Manhattan to the St. Francis of Assisi Church. Uh, a few years after that, uh, working and ministering in downtown Manhattan, he was appointed in the early 90s as a chaplain 
and fireman uh, with the FDNY, the New York City Fire Department. He is known for some harrowing stories of running into buildings and cases of violence and hostages. Uh, He has been present at fires, entrapments, hospitals. Countless numbers of firemen and their families were ministered to and taken care of by him. And some of the notes are that he often worked 12 to 16 hour days as part of his mission and ministry. It's quite amazing to hear his profound love and charity for the homeless, for people with addiction, AIDS, and those, the estranged members of our society. Um, there, there is a true hero here in a number of aspects of that natural charity that Christians were known for in the early centuries, that pagans just saw this amazing charity that we had for one another and for the lowest among us, and even for those outside of us. As scripture itself points to, you know, loving each other and stuff like that in our own community, the pagans do that. You have to go far beyond that basic question. As I've mentioned, um, it seems that he was uh, a homosexual, that he had those tendencies, whether or not he acted upon that or uh, kept a, a celibate chaste lifestyle, I'm not going to get into. It, that really is an area of speculation and controversy around him that, that bears no relevance to my, my show today. Regardless of all of his human flaws that he struggled to overcome, especially with alcoholism, he answered the call. Father Michael Judge began administering last rites to people jumping to their death, those who had been injured by falling debris. And as he was down there praying and caring for not only the citizens, but the, the, the men and women of FDNY, and of New York City, um, he was there right in the thick of it. There was no hesitation, no reservation. He was in the North Tower. The emergency command most had been organized. Um, although some later aspects that we would reflect on as a public safety community would recognize that uh, there were so many leaders in FDMY that were lost when the towers collapsed because of where the command post was literally right there that we should reevaluate in future incidents, not putting all of your leadership right in the hot zone, so to speak. Um, But he and all of the men of FDNY had no issue putting their lives on the line at uh, 9:59 AM when the neighboring South tower collapsed. Uh, Debris went flying through the lobby, uh, killing a number of people, including Michael Judge. He was uh, struck in the head and killed. um, And his last words were reported, Jesus, please end this right now. God, please end this. The most iconic photograph that has been forgotten, I would say, was captured by Shannon Stapleton, who was a Reuters photographer. And it was for... Uh, firemen and a, a policeman carrying his body out of the North Tower before the North Tower would collapse. 
He was a heroic priest, a heroic fireman. Uh, in spite of his personal struggles, he so loved the members of New York and that community that he was recognized and designated as victim 0001, the first official victim of the attacks of September 11th. And this was a designation of honor uh, in spite of the fact that others had obviously been killed before him, including the crews, the hijackers, the passengers of the, the first three planes. Um, Wow. What an amazing story. What a amazing forgotten hero. I want to ask you guys some questions. Do you have what it takes to answer the call? If you don't, how do we get there? How do we become willing to put ourselves in harm's way for our ministry for our public safety profession, for our fellow man, regardless of whether you work for a retail store, whether you work in an academic institution, whether you sell roofs, how do we get there? Such an amazing legacy, too, is that... um, you know, numerous people loved him who were not Catholic. I think that is one of probably the biggest takeaways from his life is how well respected his principles of service and his principles of care and charity were picked up by others around him. Uh, whether or not he is eventually canonized a saint, uh, that's, that's up to the good Lord, you know, in the church. For us, we can all strive. And the question that I ask is, how do we strive? We have to acknowledge our current weaknesses and limitations. Uh, As Father Michael Judge did with his own struggle with alcoholism, he sought help. He recognized his weakness. He struggled. And he did not let those struggles drive him. He drove himself, he drove his life, and he sought God for help in every moment of his day. So I want you guys to think, how many of you knew about Father Michael Judge before today's episode? How many of you want to be like him? Not to be a priest necessarily, not to be a fireman, but want to imitate that courage. That is where I have wanted to drive this conversation with a forgotten hero. That is something that I want us to get into a little bit more um, in our next episode. And I, and I want to ask the real question about his life and everything else. How many of you think there are easy answers? Because that is going to be the theme of our next episode. Are there really easy answers? How do we make sense of evil? How do we make sense of struggling? How do we make sense of all of the 
obstacles, all of the struggles, all of the fears that we all have. How do we make sense of the challenges in our life? And how do we approach death, which waits for us on a day that none of us know? Thank you for joining this episode of the Ukrainian Fire Chaplain Show. This is your host, Christopher. Please check out our website, and I will see you guys next week. want to say thank you to the music artist Atch for letting us use his song forever. Check the description for links to his work.